6.37 p.m. Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. Yo, yo, yo. aka Don. You know, I honestly don't want to introduce these guys because I feel like it kind of be disrespectful if you don't already know them. But these guys are poor P Challenger Cup champions. Uh, today we have Coach Phoenix, Tom Gravity, and Carlos Venom. What's up, gang? What's poppin'? What up? What's going oh, on? Man. How's life? Uh, how how does it feel to be a champion? I wouldn't know. You know <laughs> I, I, at least at that scale, you know. How does it how does it feel? Like do you just sit at home, you sleep? Like what's the vibe? <laughs> I mean, you know, it feels it feels good definitely uh, seeing all the hard work pay off. But um, it's always about the next one when it comes to us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys were saying right before we went live, like you never want to get too complacent, too complacent. So, I mean, you're always just looking forward to the next one, like you said. So that's always good. Yeah. That's why me and Tom, everyone always say to each other, the Monday after we win, we'll be like, what's our favorite championship? And the answer is always the same as the next one. Yeah, for the sure. Next one. You know, never, never, ever so like happy. Like four in a row isn't, high, isn't good enough to me. Like unless – you know, I mean, we all expect perfection out of ourselves. So if we're not perfect, we're not going to be happy with ourselves. That's what we expect. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. even after the third one, I was like, I, I didn't even feel good about winning the third one. Yeah, same, so yeah like that we have that moment of like hype and like that happiness, and then it just fades away. Like they're like within the next hour, we're ready for the next one. Yeah, you just yeah. like okay. Yeah, with the third one, I don't know. I just like wasn't happy with how we played. So it's so sloppy. I was just like just pissed off to be honest i was like ima- trying to imagine what like the people who actually lost felt like it, was, I mean, like, <laughs> it, it just wasn't it i felt happy after the fourth one because we didn't drop a map all sunday so it showed that we started getting back to how we should be playing and what we expect of ourselves you know because we woke up that sunday and we're like you know i swear it's a t6 curse like the only series that's ever tight for us is that t6 match and everything after that's not that hard but we owed it to ourselves to be perfect on that Sunday, and we were. We still had our mistakes we made, for sure. But I think overall, the fourth cup was much better than the third. So I expect the fifth cup to be pretty much dominance on our end. Now, how soon after you guys win these win these challengers cups are you back to scrimming? Is it literally the next day, or how does that go? Uh, it's Tuesday the next day. We have Monday off usually. Got like gotcha. a rest. Uh, okay. Yeah, but so if we were to lose, we'd probably be right back on Monday. Oh, we'd be yeah, we wouldn't be able to just sit there on Monday after losing and not screwing. Like Tom would actually lose his mind. Like he'd be- <laughs> yeah, I'd go, I'd go yeah. insane, hundred <laughs> percent. I'd have to play something. So you guys are definitely doing something different from everybody else. Like I think that's it says it for us. So what are you guys doing different from everybody else? Because I think it's ridiculous that you guys have four people. Unless you take this time. I think it's uh, it's a combination of. The, the way we practice and how we're focusing on the way we want to play each situation. Because each day we're trying to focus on like one map at a time, just trying to get better at one map. So if uh, if we're able to do that by the end of the week, then we'll feel confident in our gameplay on the weekends. I, I also think it's like uh, the quality of practice too, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we usually like play pro teams most of the time and a lot of other teams don't have that competition or that practice. So it's just like, it's harder for them to catch up as well in that way. Yeah, they, they, they don't they don't get the same structured practice that we get on a daily basis. Like we're screaming phase, a hundred thieves, even Dallas sometimes optic. Like we're screaming the top team. So when we go into a tournament, and this is gonna sound disrespectful, but it's not meant that way. But we literally will say out loud, like these guys aren't phase. 
Like they're not phased. They're not phased. They're not optic. They're not a hundred thieves. So we're not tripping right now. That's mm. dangerous. Cause that's a, that's a mental, that's also a mental exercise. If you really think about it, like you're going against phase, right? One, the best team in the league right now. And then you're going back to like the rest of the competitions. Like, okay. Like if we just got done screaming with phase, like this is, yeah. Like, then these guys aren't going to be too big of a challenge. Yeah, that's, they, they yeah, that's the whole month. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't yeah. no MC, man. It's it's not simple, Beezy and Celian <laughs> yeah. and Arzu shooting at you. It's yeah. just playing those kids is just a completely different game. Like you have to be so aware and you have to be so ready for like each situation, or they're going to put you down. Jeez. And we're not afraid to play them. It's just they're very gifted. Like they're the type of team. If you make one super tiny mistake, they are going to blow it up into the biggest mistake of the entire game. Like mm-hmm. they're that talented. Like against teams like that, you can't afford to really make mistakes. You got to play almost perfect the entire time, which is hard. Yeah, then they'll just roll over you after yeah. making that one mistake. They'll they'll tie two or three hills together, full 60s, and you're just out of the game just like that. Yeah, for sure. All it takes is uh, like two hills most of the time anyway to make those big comebacks. Mm-hmm. So do you think another aspect of it is how long you guys have actually stayed together? Because I, like, I haven't followed it too closely, but I feel like it's safe to say that you guys are one of the teams that like have stuck together the longest out of the Challenger scene for sure. Do you think that's a big aspect of it? Um, I think it definitely helps. It it helps that like we've all played with each other at some yeah. point in the past as well. Carlos and Paul have a really good connection, like in game and out of game. I played with Carlos all of last year, and then I also played with Zap for a little bit last year. And I know we didn't have like the best you know time together, but I always th- thought Zap was like really nasty. So this year coming back to him and everyone just linking together it was just like the perfect storm. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's all about building that team chemistry, really. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, I'm gonna cut the shits. I like when people talk their shit, right? So this this question <laughs> might seem listen. This question might seem controversial, but say you're in the league right now. Mm-hmm. What is one team in the league that you think you can replace and do better? Like you would scale higher. Well, that's a question I I'll this say is, I can't answer because yeah. because it's. It'll cut it too close to ties. Like it'll come yeah, off as disrespectful, sure. and mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want to be disrespectful any of the pro teams. Like, and I, it's not that I need anything from them necessarily. It's just I don't. I would it's want. Yeah. yeah, it's respect yeah. on my end. Like, yeah, I mean, respectful. me and Aaron were talking in Discord beforehand about how Scump recently said on the Optic Podcast how if 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 you guys were if you guys were to replace a certain team in the league right now, he said that you guys would probably definitely be like top six or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but like, what do you think about that? Do you think that like top six is definitely safe to say, or do you think it would be way higher? I think that'd be minimum, to be honest. Minimum, you, like, yeah. if we, were yeah. that, we would definitely like be really pissed off. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Tom even said it before. Like, what's to say we couldn't go in there and just be the best team? Mm-hmm. Like, what's to say we couldn't do that? Yeah, that's what I look at. I feel like if we were to replace anybody as a team, like myself and these four. We could really make a run at chips this year, probably win a few, if not, you know, really start to dominate. I mean, this team is just a rare team. People don't get that. The entire team is on the same wavelength as each other. And you just, you don't get that with esports teams where everybody feels and like, you know, at the end of the day, we can argue with each other. I could argue with Tom. And then two minutes later, I'm like, I love you, bro. Because we we know we just really want to win. Like, we want to win more than anything. And that's the only thing that, really matters to us as a team is to continuously win and continuously grow. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think we could replace the team, but I wouldn't go as far as to say Yeah, yeah. 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 You guys are real-life brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Tom, Tom's like the older brother of the team that literally just yells at everybody when they're being idiots. <laughs> oh, the other dude's great. Well, sometimes you got to get on people. I mean, that's just how, that's just how it is. Nah, Tom, you do look like you like you're strict. You like you're disciplined. That's I'm. I, you like you have to be. Yeah, yeah. So, you you can't let anybody slack off because if I see some, if I'm working harder than everybody on my team and I don't see anybody trying to put in any work, then there's there's no point for me to be here. There's there's nothing I can do to help you want to put work in. Gotcha. Like I can put in all the work I want, and you know I can bring bring the horse to the water. I can't make him drink. Type type deal, you know. No, sure. Now listen, as you guys, I don't guys, I don't know if you know who went to the same PM is, but it's basically a media publishing brand owned by Gary Vee, blah, blah blah blah. He owns a little bit of Minnesota Rucker. The only reason I gave you that context is because content, right? I feel like you guys' social media presence is like way stronger for some reason. Is that on purpose or is that just something that comes when you're winning a lot? That, that just comes when you're winning because honestly, like none of us really like to tweet that much or really say much we're the type of people that's like let your actions speak and you don't need to let your words speak for your actions to speak for you so none of us really like to talk like we even had to like get time to tweet more and yeah. you know yeah they're be- they're begging me to tweet. after after a match on the weekends like i don't i never tweet like after any random match i'll only tweet after we win yeah or we lose yeah. but we haven't lost yet so i'm guessing you guys don't got tips like either then huh what was that? Do you got you got TikTok? TikTok. I, I mean, I do <laughs> have TikTok. TikTok. I do. Would be great. I do love, dude, yeah, I, I do love it. Take time on TikTok. Carlos, I need to see you on TikTok, on bro. Never, man. <laughs> Come on, but, man. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't like post any of my clips there or anything. I free. I really should because like it's yeah. honestly free, but no, and, and it's not something I'm into yet. You guys are like to me, whether you realize it or not, you guys are bigger than whatever right now and i feel like content mm. that extra element that to me i get mad when any professional or top athlete is not making content that's extra cash that's extra and that's more of a fan base which is important when you're trying to sign to an org mm. a lot of pros think they need an org you know the org needs you more than anything like the person you guys will make the brand more than the brand would make you if any in my opinion i feel like that's gonna reason I, I brought that up I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's why I've like I've preached streaming more to Paul, to Tom, and everybody. I'm like, we need to start streaming when we have the time. Obviously, it's it's hard to balance a full time stream on top of you know winning everything. Is it's not to sound cocky. It's just it's a lot of work. Like yeah. your attention kind of gets drugged into one area, and you're like, all right, I want to keep winning everything, and I'll throw my stream up like two, three hours at a time every now and then. But I can't make it a seven-hour-a-day thing like everyone else does. Like, we put out our own content, which the Western page is doing a good job of right now currently, like helping us boost our social media presence more. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys that are working as our social media team are doing a really good job of that. Like, they're giving Tom his shouts, all the players, their shouts, me, everyone. So that's helping out a lot. I mean, I agree with you. Branding is everything. Yeah. You know, what, what people see when they look at you is really everything because first impressions are everything. So... You want people to look at you and go, that guy has a brand. I know who that is. Like, you look at somebody like Gary Vee. You look at him and people understand what he's about right away just by looking at him because of his brand and what he's built. 100%. Um, To swing it around back to COD really quick in the current meta, just because, you know, as much as I've played a little bit of GBs here and there for this game, I want to get you guys' take on the GAs because I know it's a big topic and – 
what you guys think of those. Uh, if some of those have been like sort of around. Oh, I know that's a big topic, but like I know that there was a recent one that they just they just added, and they're probably I think they're doing this weekend matches with the snipers and the smokes and stuff like that. I know how broken the smokes are right now, so um, especially with the AK forty seven and stuff like that. Like, what do you guys think about the current GAs? Uh, we don't have GAs anymore. We have presets now. So basically, oh, okay. uh, everyone has to use the same gun with the same attachments now, which I think is a smart idea because once you implement a preset, it's either you're better or you're not after that because mm-hmm. everyone's using the same exact thing as you pretty much. So you're either better or you're not at that point. So I think okay. presets could actually help create kind of a skill gap for a lot of teams. Because, like, as you notice throughout the year, people try to find that gun that's, like, overly OP, like, over-the-top yeah, OP, yeah. and they try to abuse it. Now that's not going to work anymore. It's what's in there is what you use. That seems and, to be what I thought of when, when they first did that, or at least when the rumor first came about. Because, like, immediately what it makes me think about is, like, the Rampart in Black Ops 4, you know? Yeah. So no, you can't really do that anymore. So, yeah, like, I, I was, like, on the fence about it at first, but now I completely understand, like, the competitive aspect of it. I mean, I don't want to have to listen to Carlos say I'm one wing anymore either, because you know if you don't do that, if you don't do that, you're getting screwed really bad. Yeah. So it's it's bad. Like we we literally would lose SMDs, and this is no joke because people would do shit like that. Like they one way yeah, yeah. us, and we'd lose crucial rounds, and we're like, what are we supposed to do about that, bro? This guy. Is one with dro- the smoke yeah, he just, right now. He just, dropped, he just dropped the smoke on his feet and ran around it. Yeah, one of my Batman. Like Batman pulled the smoke out of his tool belt and <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he disappeared. He pulled I mean, a magic back. And then there's no aim assist in smoke. There's like no bullet mm-hmm. rag. It's terrible, bro. Like mm-hmm. if you get in smoke with somebody, you start swinging your gun everywhere and shooting and hoping you shot punch him like. It's just, it's just then, such a broken, such a broken piece of equipment. Like oh, yeah. smokes just need to go from now on. I know a lot of people don't like them, but they've gotten worse over the years. Like last year, they were really yeah. bad, and this year they're like they're broken completely. Like they just need to get rid of them. Sniper yeah, is the I, same I thing. For the snipers. What, what, what do you guys think about the snipers in this game particularly? I mean, I think snipers are extremely OP just because like there's there's no flinch on the sniper yeah. like. If yeah. if an if an AR player uh, if an AR player is shooting at a sniper rifle and the sniper isn't getting flinched, then it's a free kill on like yeah, every exactly. situation. Is there also especially, especially yeah yeah? There's aim assist. There's no flinch. It's it's free kills pretty much. But yeah. I think uh, I think the meta right now is in a good spot. Want like it's usually one or two XM4s, a Krig, and depending on the map, it always it's it's been switching around so. I think that the meta is in actually a really good place right now, and gotcha. even at the like even at the beginning of the game when it was two smokes, a sniper. I mean, people running two snipers, it was just unbearable. But now that we've gone a little bit further down the road, and now it's one, it's not even one smoke, no snipers. I think it's um, I think it's best for S and D. This makes it playable. Like now, like for example, when we were playing Triumph on Raid S and D. There's a play where Tom. Was shooting general top laundry and then he just dropped the smoke on himself and he was gone and tom can't do anything about it like now if that happens that guy's dead like he oh, can't yeah. get away from tom like it made smokes were a very big bailout for a lot of people it helped credit people in situations where they didn't deserve the credit or they didn't deserve that one or two piece they got so i think now that you move on from it and you get rid of those things it it balances s and d and it helps players like carlos as well because someone with one-way Carlos, he's like, well, I can't run at this person now, so now I just got to sit here and wait for them to run at me. 
like now Carlos can play the way he wants to play and be comfortable, you know, same yeah. with everyone on our team. Yeah. It was at the point where, like, if I saw smoke, I would instantly drop one on myself, like, yeah. just to avoid that. Like, I'd have to do it so <laughs> it didn't get done to me. Like, whenever I seen a smoke, yeah, I, instantly, I instantly threw it on my feet. Like, so it's a broken mechanic. Yeah, like, that was the way the game, that was the state of the game. Like, it was so bad. Mm. Do you think that they're going to implement the preset classes into league play when it comes? Whenever that uh, comes? Yes, that's the plan from what I've been hearing is it's going to be implemented. That's why they made them. Okay. That yeah, way, that that way the, the casual viewer can, like, use what Formal's using or use what Tom Gravity's using. See, I did there, Tom? No, but, I mean, it makes it easier for the average casual viewer to understand and to let them feel like they're part of the game, which I think will help grow the base as well for the fan base. So, Yeah, for sure. It's, That's yeah, it'll be, it'll yes, be more open-ended for, mm-hmm. for new people to join compet- the, the competitive scene. Rank play was terrible last year, bro. Like, I got people running around with Merc foregrip after a guy G8 because MW or IW didn't want to take it out of the game Infinity War. There's like, now nah, we're just going to let people keep using this. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, rank plays chalk now. That's no, wait, awesome. wait, wait a minute. Don't even call it ranked play. Call it CDL. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 that, it's, it's, CDL that, that was not a ranked play. And then, no, obviously, in Black Ops 4, it was really just all about your playtime, like just how often you grinded it. You didn't even really have to be great at it. Black Ops 4 is toxic, yeah. too, because people like use stuff that you normally don't use in competitive. So, mm-hmm. we're just playing a, a little bit more of a strict pub. Yeah. Like, it wasn't fun. Like, the last time we had rain play that was good was in World War II. Like, that was the last time any of that stuff was good. They actually took care of it, they mm-hmm. took stuff out when it wasn't being used. Like, it wasn't, people weren't running around just being, I guess, in a sense, like, stupid about stuff like it just makes the game unplayable for rank play and league play when people do that stuff like that's why people complain about skill-based matchmaking so much because like well if there is league play then why do we have skill-based matchmaking because that's already going to be a skill-based matchmaking playlist so you know why not make pubs a little bit more casual like i don't want to get off scrims after scrimming phase and having a BZ run through us all day, yeah, exactly. and then get on and play pubs, and I'm playing, a, you know, a Walmart version of a BZ who's just running through me in pubs now. Like I just, I just not a fun experience. Now you're a TikTok clip, mm. Twitter clip, and your YouTube video. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, it's not a joke. <laughs> I joined a game with RCD's Pristini one night, and I just left the game. I'm like, I'm done, dude. I'm not doing this. Like this is not <laughs> even a fun experience. That. That's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> like I killed my RCs three times. I'm like, I'm out, dude. I'm out. I'm done. I quit. Like you win. Like, I'll, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow on scrims. <laughs> you, you don't have to keep following me around. Like, <laughs> let, let me be, man. Uh, and honestly, I'm glad we mentioned this combo because me, uh, Dawson was talking about like, yo, should they uh, add like? I was saying like, yo, imagine if they add like PC players, like competitively, a keyboard and mouse player can play with a controller player. Like, I, they were saying like it would break the game. But I'm like, it might be healthy long run rise. What, what are your thoughts on that? Allowing, allowing uh, keyboard and mouse players to play professionally. Um, that's a, it's honestly a good question because kids that are really good with mouse and keyboard are like na- are nasty. But I don't know how they would play, like how they would be in a hardpoint game or how they would be in like an actual competitive scene. But, so that's where I think like like most of the pros that are already pros would continue to be pros. You think so? Yeah, even if there is keyboard and mouse players around, because there, there is there is a mindset to the game and how to play it, and I think regardless of whether you're playing on a keyboard and mouse or a controller, that um, it's it's pretty level with with how you're supposed to play. Gotcha. I want to it's really on. just moving around and shooting, but 
I mean, mouse. I don't think like I play pubs against kids on mouse and keyboards that are little demons on the map, and I'm 30 and I still put them down. So I don't see him going out there. Oh, and play, and play coach, down. coach, coach, are you 30? <laughs> Yeah, I'm 30. Yeah, I'm 30. Nah, I got the baby face, though, man. See, we like that compliment. I call old by my players, man. This is messed up. You see this? Wait, I I never take an old jab unless I have to. (laughs) I know. I know Paul does. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Paul, Paul does on the daily, man. He loves it. Mm. Yeah, no. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't see mouse and keyboard being that much of a factor. I watched Zuma on it. And I think Zoom is just as nasty with a controller. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, yeah. he's just a very gifted player. He probably made that same type of clip with a controller and, and a pub. Like, if I can run into a pub and do dirty stuff to kids, like, I don't see them magically just getting better and taking down Crim6 and all these guys into the night. Like, it's, it's not, it doesn't work that way. I think <laughs> controller Yo, is better than mouse and keyboard for the future as well, anyway. I think, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't like the way Cop plays with mouse and keyboard. Well, it's weird. This is going to back up my second question then. One, Zuma, he stepped down is what the wording was. Many are saying retirement. People are saying, no, he's just said, uh, taking a break type scenario. But I think this brings us, in, brings us into the conversation of, do you think they need to focus on physical coaches for esports teams now? Like, I know 100 Thieves has a mental coach, but I think both needs to be involved, especially when we're talking about the longevity of esports. Uh, so what's your thoughts on that? I think your coach should be getting people to do that. Like I encourage yeah. Tom and push Tom and them to actually be active and work out and take care of their body. I push Paul to do it. Paul goes on his walks every day now. You know, same with Alex. Like I encourage Carlos and all the guys like to stay healthy because I got a bit unhealthy last year and it took a toll on my health. And like after last season, I was like, I'm never doing that again. Like that was the worst mistake I've ever made in my life. Like physical health equals good mental health. And Call of Duty is like 95% mental. The rest is just mechanical, which is physical. And if your physical, if your physical health is good, your mental health is going to be even better. And people don't realize that when your body's healthy, your brain's much more naturally healthy as well. So that's, that's a big thing. That's true. After I do ten push-ups, I feel like yeah, I'm about to beat somebody up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I like Carlos, bro. <laughs> yeah, if Carlos banged out ten push-ups right now, he might. You might fight somebody. No, <laughs> no, yeah. You might low-key do it. Imagine Carlos fighting somebody, my lord. Yeah, I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but I mean, it's true. Like eating clean and getting in the right mental space. I mean, it, it definitely can help you in 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 the game. You know, I mean, I've seen plenty of people talk about it in the past, and it's just it's it's definitely true. Well, I just I just see people and I tell them like, always remember, you're either getting better or getting worse at whatever you do in life. There's no in between. There's no I'm standing still. It's either I'm getting better or I got worse. And I always tell guys, I'll tell my players as well, do the 51% health-wise, do at least 51% good. Okay, because if you're doing 51% good, you're at least going in the right direction. You're on the right path, which will lead to you doing more and more over time. Like, I don't expect my guys to sit there and eat spinach and rice and chicken all day. Like, if you want to have pizza, that's fine. Just understand that. You may need to go for a walk in the morning to work some of that off. You can't just sit there and eat pizza all day and be inactive. You're going to be the size of a house. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got to take care of yourself, which is going to lead to your mental health being very bad as well. So, Or as I like to say, you'd be sluggish on the sticks. Yes, yeah. <laughs> on the sticks. Pause when you're working, man. You can't, you can't have a big, fat meal before you, you got to play an important match or you're getting smoked. Anytime Tom eats too much food before he scrims, he's like, oh. Yeah, oh, you just um, one shot, 
Totally <laughs> just not like you're not you're not thinking about the game. You're thinking like, yeah. oh man, I'm so full. That food was <laughs> that food banged, but man, I am tucked. <laughs> Listen, I got to ask this question. This is the last, uh, the last one of my questions for the article and stuff like that. Mm. I feel like what you guys got is beautiful, right? Like you motherfuckers are going to go, I know you're 30. You're already kind of like OG shit. But like, say when you reach 40, you're like, damn, like that was like some big shit. How did Red Star come about? Like how did this, how did you guys, how did this form up? How did, I don't know. Well, like West Wester, the group itself, or the team. Um, the team, the team, just our team. Okay, um, you can tell pretty much, <laughs> pretty much at the beginning of the year, I was just fishing around, DMing a whole bunch of different players, trying to see like who's available and like what's going on. Like, I did try and get on the Paris spot with um with like a different team, but it just didn't end up working out. And then hit up Carlos, and I was like, "Listen, we're teaming. Like, who are you with?" <laughs> And he was like, I'm with Paul and Zap. And I was like, bet, let's win some chips. And um pretty much like the night the night the game came out, we uh we ran a couple S and D tournaments and we won. And then it was just continue on from there. Yeah, it literally all happened like the day before the game dropped. Like we were all like night of. Yeah, we all basically had no team. And it was like me and Paul for a little. And then like we found Alex. <laughs> And then we we're just wondering who we we're gonna get. And Alex brought up like, "What about Tom?" And I was like, "Wait, oh yeah, Tom was like asking me, like, what was happening and stuff." And like, we hit him up, and you know, the rest is history, as I say. And then, like, two weeks after all that happened, I'm just playing zombies. I was down bad, <laughs> catastrophic level, and out of nowhere, I'm streaming. I get messed from Alex. He's like, "Yep, coaching the team." And I was like, "Nope." And then, yeah, this happened. <laughs> like, this all happened. This all happened. I got stuck with Carlos, man. That's crazy. Really? <laughs> it just sounds like a right place, right time thing for a lot of you guys. I mean, I think it's just, you know, I'm a firm believer that luck is when hard work and opportunity meet. And I think that's what happened for us is our luck finally met. Our All of our hard work and opportunity led us to each other. And, I mean, a lot of people won't believe this when I say it, but we were the people that no one wanted. Like, everyone else had formed their teams already, and we were, like, what was left. Like, there wasn't very many players left outside of these four and no coaches, really, to be honest with you. So, as I got maybe a couple at max. Like, we are the pieces that no one wanted, which is what makes winning so much more sweet right? to us because we just look at everybody and we just, like, we don't talk shit to anybody. We just, like, kind of smile and wave and just keep on walking. Like, we don't have to talk shit. Yeah, we'll have to prove, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to hear Carlos talk shit once, man. That would be comedy. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that, would, that would be comedy, bro. Who's the Lowe's? best shit talker here? Who's the best shit talker? Definitely Tom. Tom? Definitely Tom. It's definitely Tom. I mean, <laughs> I'm more I'm more of a troll than a than a shit talker. Yeah, I just I true. just I don't know. I just find it so funny <laughs> that like people can sleep on me literally every single year, and then every single year I'll just come out and win again. Like, it's it's satisfying in a way but then also like i could just shoot my jabs in there whenever i want just because they know like i truly am like undeniably <laughs> the best player right now. Like, yeah the story of the underdogs all right mm -hmm. facts that's gonna be the fucking article <laughs> the story of the underdogs where star i'm, I'm telling fire. you man like either him or definitely paul 
are the best shit talkers on our team. Alex and like Carlos doesn't ever talk shit. Carlos is like probably one of the quietest, nicest yeah, people you talk. ever meet. But <laughs> Alex I don't ever talk. <laughs> no, you talk. Don't lie. Don't yeah. lie to me. Don't lie. This guy be trying to start stuff with Paul every day, man. It's insane. Carlos is also a little troll, bro. Yeah, he is a troll, dude. Right. This guy will shoot jazz and then just try and get laughs out of people at yeah. any, <laughs> he any moment. Entertainment, man. He's always in it for the entertainment. Good facts. He so is Paul, though. Him and Paul are literally identical twins, bro. The only difference is Paul's louder than Carlos. Yeah. I think Paul was in here in the, in the chat. I think I seen him. Oh God! Somebody, somebody, <laughs> I read it. Somebody, somebody asked where he was at, and he was like, "I think he was talking to them." He's like, "Don't worry about it." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that boy, that boy's riding roller coasters. Right he's, now. A, he's at Universal Studios right now, chilling. It's their day off. Like we got in here to do this, and this is relaxing. It's nice. I let them go enjoy their day. Him and uh, Zapius are down in Florida visiting Zap's girlfriend, and kind of like resetting their brain. So. Mm. That's a big need. Yeah, it's um, big. Dawson, did you have any more questions or anything? I think the only other thing that I had was now that they've announced the Elite Series, I think it's called, um, what, is it, what does it really mean to you guys? And, like, what does it mean moving forward now that you guys have sort of dominated so far? What's really next with that Elite portion of challenges? Win all that. Yeah, just keep it going. Just I mean, going. not not trying to look behind. Like, Don't look ahead. Don't look behind. Better. Just live in the moment. Yep. And how, how different is it compared to what you guys are normally doing right now with challengers? That I mean, it's not, I mean, the only difference is, is like we're skipping the rounds two to three where we play like yeah, T-ball yeah. coaches in the morning. <laughs> like yeah. that, that's the only thing we're skipping. We're skipping pretty much straight to T thirty two right away, and it's not that big of a difference. It's pretty much what we're used to anyway. I mean, this will be better for us because we'll get activated in tourney mode like instantaneously, mm-hmm. which is going to be absolutely terrifying to see. Yeah, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure, really, on those first matches. That pressure is a privilege, man. Oh, that yeah. pressure is never a bad thing. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to look at it and go, we're the best team in the game right now, and everything's on top of us. That's an exciting feeling more than it is a nerve-wracking feeling. It's going to be even more even more entertaining to watch, too. It's going to be really good. As well, let's watch this next cup on the, <laughs> what is it, the 30th, I believe? Uh, we'll watch this next cup, and uh, I'll say as confidently, we're going to put on a show next weekend. We weren't happy. We weren't proud of ourselves the last two weeks. You know, we've won, and that's great. But we just, Tom, especially Tom, Tom is the best description I could give a Tom, and I don't say this lightly. I mean it is Michael Jordan. Like, we could win a series 3-0, and Tom is like, you need this type of person on your team. Tom's like, dude, that control was terrible. Like, what were we doing on our defenses, man? Like, we're just letting them take this point for free. Like, He's always that person that's always pushing us. So we take perf- try to take perfection to the next level. And that's the same type of thing MJ did. Like, he wasn't afraid to pop one of his teammates in the face. He wasn't afraid yeah. to scream at somebody. Like, if it had to be done, that's the way he played the game. And, you know, there's a reason why, at least in a lot of people's eyes, he's the GOAT. Because he did stuff like that. And this is a lot about the rest of you guys also, though. That Because some people aren't going to react to that positively. They'll be like, yo. They just don't want to win bad enough in that situation. Like you don't, you don't want to win bad enough if you can't take it. Yeah. It's that simple. You either know how to take it, or you're the person that just says, "Yeah, it's my year." And then the next, the whole next year, like you're placing T32. You're like, "Man, I just don't know what's happening, man." Like, yeah. well, you're soft. You can't take someone yelling at you and getting on top of you. There's yeah. a reason why Clay's won three world chips and Krim has. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, if I'm sitting here and I'm screaming at you. 
like to try like for us to get better and you're shutting down on me then that's just something i just can't take be here yeah yeah you shouldn't be on this team if you can't handle someone going at you like me and tom will go at it or me and paul will go at it and then like i said literally five minutes later i'll be like i love you bro it's like <laughs> we like we know it's not that deep man like yeah. things are going to be said in the heat of the moment and they're never usually like serious like people just get fired up and it happens man like you have to understand where everyone's coming from. Like Tom wants to win. I want to win. Carlos wants to win. And, you know, sometimes that gets the better of us and we're going to come off the wrong way, but it's never meant that way. He's got to understand that everyone around you is trying to get better. This is, that's what it feels like and what it looks like when you're trying to be perfect and you're trying to be the best. That's what it's going to look like. Like I said, you look at clay, you look at Krim. These guys aren't nice. They're the person that will like literally be up in your shit immediately. If you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, Tom, I know for a fact, if I see Carlos on Russ before scrims, Tom's going to be, dude, what are you doing? Get on Cod, Carlos. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying he's doing that. I'm just saying, like, in general, like, if he sees him doing something, he's going to be on top of Carlos right away. He's not going to accept mediocrity from his teammates because Tom also knows I expect perfection out of him. Mm-hmm. He knows that I expect him to be the perfect leader on this team. And, you know, I, I don't agree when people say you can't be perfect. I don't agree with that. I just feel like a lot of people get too tired during the process of being perfect that they just give up and they're not perfect anymore. Like they, they, they think the weight's too much on their shoulders like us. I don't think there's any amount of weight I could throw on Tom that's too much, but I could literally throw 18 hours of work on top of this guy and he'll come back the next day with the same exact mentality as the day before. <clears throat> you know, that's that's what makes us so dominant. That's what, in my opinion, makes us the best team right now is there's nothing that anybody isn't willing to do on this team to win like it's 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 a team effort man like from top to bottom like they expect me to do my job i expect them to do theirs that's really that simple yeah and i think i said this before but like if i'm screaming at you like you got to know that i want you to be better like i want us to be better so that's the reasoning behind it and we all have the same goal and we all you know we're all going to the same destination just want to help each other get there damn (laughs) but that's where we start. Yes. Uh, I don't have anything else. You guys, one, yes. I didn't know you guys were this deep. Like, damn, I thought you was. Kind of- <laughs> <laughs> I really that's, thought you That's why everyone, everyone talks about us, and they'll be like, "Well, these guys are just host this, host that." Mm-hmm. I'll laugh because we played on a no bullshit a Mexican host mm-hmm. for hard points, and we're just tucking people. Unfortunately, Tom got scanned during that, but like, we're tucking people on a host that's giving us 180 ping, like. Everyone just looks at the outside and they go, oh, host, three Cali, host, that's why they're winning. They don't take a second to go, what are these guys doing behind the scenes with each other? Because whatever they're doing, we need to start doing. And no one will ever know because we're not really that public about it. We yeah, stick, to, our, we stick to ourselves. Too. Oh, yeah. they like Every time a good team loses in the in the challenger scene, it's my favorite quote of the year. Hackers. I lost the Hackers. Like, it's my favorite one. It's like, no, you lost because you didn't prepare. You were playing Rust at three in the morning and got up an hour late for your scrims. That's why you're losing. Like a lot of people want to make They're cheating. They're cheating. Paul's a cheater. Wallex. <laughs> like, or they didn't like register their team or check in in time or something like that. I've seen some of those before. I mean, we always troll people. Tom always does it like every weekend, man. Some of my favorite trolls. Oh, hey, I can't take it anymore, man. Mistaken. <laughs> Out of the tournament. I mean, honestly, people are team, looking at people are looking around like, wait, are they actually not playing this? <laughs> I mean, this team's just a the most like, 
mature, responsible team I've ever had. Like I said, I never have to worry about is Carlos reading over his playbook? Is Tom watching VODs? I never have to worry about what anybody's doing. That chair looks amazing, Tom. I'm not going to lie to you. I just noticed that. That <laughs> bad boy looks nice. This thing is never. different. Yeah, you're not sitting in a folding chair. Oh, Bro, it's the folding chairs in the background. Yeah, well, hopefully, you don't throw your back I out. Sent, I was sitting on that thing for two weeks. That's brutal. <laughs> no, I mean, it's 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 a very rare team. This team, I think, the reason like we want to stick together so much is not just because we enjoy each other's company, but even Tom realizes this, and Carlos and all of us do. Like, what we have is really really rare right now. Like, you, this is this end up being a team that's a generational team where you don't see this very often, where everyone's on the same page. Like, this is the only team where I didn't take – we haven't really taken a break up until this weekend, this whole year. Like, even over the holidays, we didn't take a break. Tom was supposed to go to Florida and stayed home and we scrimmed <laughs> for Christmas. Like, we had Christmas Day off and we were still on playing, at least doing something that day. Like, <sighs> we've actually taken time off. And it's the first time where I feel like I haven't got burnt out with a team, like completely burnt out over the course of this time. Like, I actually enjoy being around that. Like, I actually enjoy getting on to do my job every day. I'm very excited to get on and hear Tom every morning. Good morning, champion. Like, every every single morning, bro. Like, it's it, it makes the job easier. So, that's why I do it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely good to hear that from both of you guys because – or all three of you guys, actually, because – Honestly, for, for a lot of the casual competitive fans, like you said, you, you guys don't, you guys used to, or maybe still don't really tweet out a lot, you know, don't really tweet out until you win and stuff like that. So for a lot of people, I'm sure it's like, it's, it's different to hear some of your perspective with some of these things now. I mean, you can't be giving out the Krabby Patty formula, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You got to be keeping that sucker tucked away in a safe inside mm-hmm. a million different safes, like... Carlos, I remember anytime someone tries to stream, Carlos would be like, no, man. No, man. Oh, man. You can't be teaching people, man. No. <laughs> it's true, That's, though. Yeah, it's like a big reason we don't like stream any of our scrims. We, we can't, like, I don't even want anybody knowing, like, this, the, even though it's, like the slightest way we want to play a situation. Yeah, like, why, why even give them a hint? Like, yeah. yeah, about what make we're gonna doing. Yeah, make them play us and make them have to watch the VOD back to, to figure out what we're doing on the map. I mean, usually teams never do that after they play us because we lay the smack down so hard sometimes that <laughs> people are just like completely demoralized after. They're like, oh, I can't believe this happened. Host, yeah, and then they, yeah, and then they have nothing else to blame but the host. Yeah, poster that Paul's, Paul's cheating. Or, I, dude, I even had people go as far as telling me that Carlos cheats. Like, it is, it, it's it's a firm, like, if you guys have heard this phrase by Hex, you probably have, and I live by it, and Tom was in a tweet that I said it in, say, like, if you hate on success, then success is going to hate on you. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, you can't you can't be that person that, like, you're so jealous that Tom Gravity or Venom's doing so good that you're willing to drag their name through the mud for your own personal gain. Like, yeah. I think it's, it's a very childish way to go about it. Like, you just got to accept that some people, and this is going to sound rude, but they're just better than you. Like, you just got to accept that these people are just more naturally gifted at playing this game than you are. Like, that's just the way certain things roll sometimes. Like, there's always going to be that. There's always someone that's better than you. There always is. That's why you always got to keep getting better. That way you can keep passing those people. And, you know, I feel like the biggest problem with the AMC right now is just that excuses. I'm actually a little bit disappointed in the AMC this year. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, usually the AMC is like, 
popping, teams are frying. Like, like you, after the first two cups, I remember asking the guys, like, did that seem a little too easy? Like, <laughs> like we just it was it was easier. And it's not that in a sense where like these teams are terrible. It's just yeah. teams are splitting up so much that they never get any chemistry. Like they're trying to catch us in their honeymoon phase to hope that that works. And I'm like, that's not going to work, man. Like we're, we're too structured of a team to catch us in a honeymoon phase and beat us. Like the only team I think that's even remotely decent right now. And we three owed them in grand finals and they just lost one of their players was um, NYSL Academy. They're like, yeah, then BBG, BBG fought back. But I mean, again, we, it's not that we don't give other teams credit. It's just, we realized that we literally gave BBG multiple, BBG multiple chances to win the series. Like we, the only time we ever have a chance of losing, I firmly believe, is because we beat ourselves. Like we do something really stupid, or someone lose full, or something will happen, and we'll beat ourselves in that way. Where if you look at like the, the moments where we're not doing that stuff, we dominate everybody. So if we're never complaining, or we're never getting upset, or we're never losing focus or composure, we're just gonna blow everybody out. Like, and it has a lot to do with chemistry. Like, again, I don't have to Tom tell Tom something more than once. I'm like, Tom, do this. And he's like, okay, I'll do that. And I don't have to like, be like, Tom, you need to do this, bro. Like, I, I've never had to, like, re-explain something to Tom or Carlos ever. Like, it, when I say something, it's yeah. like it's done and it's over with. I'm like, Carlos, get on. We're going to go over the playbook or we're going to go over this. Carlos is like, all right, man. Like he's like super tired in the morning, and then he, he get on and do it anyway. Like you know, it's it's a very rare trait to have with the team. Like I, I can be good at my job, but if my players don't respect me or they don't listen, it doesn't matter, right? Like they have to be able to listen and be able to respect me in order for me to make an impact on that team. Um, and it also, goes both ways too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like if I, if I, if I chime in and I say something, then Sam will quiet down, hear me out. And then he'll go and then Paul will go and we'll have a nice conversation about how we should play that situation or how this should go or how that should go. Mm -hmm. So it's always, it's always us working off of each other. And then also us putting in individual time and, and finding things out by ourselves and then bringing that to the team. I'm going to accept some questions. So people ask some questions that they want you to answer. Because you guys are famous. I want you guys to know that. Okay. okay. Uh, first shout out my man, Camille. I, I don't know if you guys got optimized by him. If you haven't, you know what I'm saying? He got you. Uh, I'm going to put it up here. He says, would you guys be opposed to switching to Collinsville due to Todd not having an NHIT yet? Cheat yet? Um, yes, I would be opposed because Council's terrible. Yeah, I'd be opposed because... I have an absolute supercomputer right now that I just purchased, and I don't want to go back to console. That and I wouldn't want to play with a different controller. Like, if I have to play on PS5, I don't want to use the PS5 controller right now. Hey, yo. Because then I wouldn't have pad. I wouldn't be using a scuff. Yeah. I get that. Mm -hmm. Go to the next one. Is there a final date yet for Red Star March? And actually, great question, Tony, because I was about to ask that shit, too. Y'all got some? I mean, we got something in the works. I'm, I'm sure, but I don't know any exact dates. Yeah, we don't have dates, but we definitely have like stuff on the way. Like, we're working on stuff. Your question was about merch. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll, that'll come here eventually. The Western brand's getting crazy big. It's mind blowing to me. That's what I'm saying. This is gonna be big. Is I don't I think. It's, I mean, you see it. You guys see it. You're in it. You're involved. Um. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know about Cornelius. What if CDL teams require streaming scrims? Do you think you would, you would change your perspective on streaming then to get ready for the CDL? Like, I mean, I don't think any team would require it because scrims are, it's like, that's like someone requesting the New England Patriots have an open practice every single practice. Like, it's just never going to happen. Like, if someone's like, we require you to stream tourneys, and we'll be like, all right, you know, there's nothing we can do about that. Can't get around it. Whatever. But yeah, I don't think they. Yeah, I don't think they'd ever just make us record our practices. Yeah. And stream our practices to everybody. Like, imagine. That's just not how practice works. Everybody be doing the same shit. Um, all right, and another one. How do you work on growing the rest of our brand and your personal brand other than winning? Networking. Thinking up, thinking up fire tweets, networking, yeah. you know. Social media uh, yeah, is actually yeah. comedy, dude. Like Try, yeah, trying to be, yeah, trying to be different. Yeah, shout out the Western official uh, content team. Those those guys be cooking yeah. up. You like to see that shit. You guys are growing. I see the Twitter every day. I'm like, damn, were they just at like 2,000 or something like that? I'm like, okay. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Um, I think we're going to end it here. It was a pleasure having you guys on now. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us again. Tell Gary V. He's the man, for real. No, I got you. Let me see if I can uh, get him to post this up. Um, But I hope you guys have a good night. I think Surge is beat also. Uh, who are they going to? The Gorillas? I think they're in the middle of it still. Yeah, they're, uh, they're fourth not, map right now. No, no they're not. up 2 1. I think. Oh, really? Unless, no, it's, it's, it's map four. It's map four, and they're up by, they're up 2 1. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Like I said, that's why I said that talent, man, it can kick in at any time. <laughs> like, talent can always kick in. It's just, it's all about consistency, man. You got to think long game, not short game. You know what I mean? Yeah. You always got to think about the long term. But thank you again. You guys are the best for having us. I greatly oh. appreciate it. Later, guys. Thank you. This is 137 p.m. Own your future. Start this minute. 137 p.m. is a Gallery Media Group original production.